Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm. My name is Tim Seckler. I am your host. Uh, and on this show, we talk about all things estate planning, elder law, how to protect your family, your home, your money from the would-be wolves and creditors and issues that are out there trying to get you. Uh, I am super excited to be joined this week with a very good friend of mine. He's, he's almost like a brother. We've known each other for 10 years, and he does uh, the same thing I do. He has his own uh, law practice out in York, Pennsylvania, and has been doing it a bit longer than me. It's taught me a lot. We share ideas all the time, and we're visiting this uh, this weekend for a conference and uh, just decided to put a radio, uh, radio show together here. So, um, Jeff, say hi to everybody. Well, hello, everybody. I'm really excited uh, to do this. My first time on a radio show, so I'm looking is forward it? to it. It is. Look at this. Yeah. I got you. I surprised you. You're <laughs> usually the one showing me new stuff. All right. So remember, everybody listening to this radio show is not legal advice. Don't make any decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show, for that matter. This is for your education information, and we're trying to get you to move off the mark and actually do some good estate planning. Which is kind of why I asked you to come on the show, because my thought is uh, there are people, believe it or not, there are people that actually listen to this thing every weekend. And uh, for whatever action they may or may not, for whatever reason, they may or may not be taking action. And so maybe you can say a thing that I'm saying a different way and, and get them to move a little bit. So, you know, let's first let's first get into your background. Right. So you've been a lawyer for how long? Uh, about 20 years. And about all of that is estate planning, most of it yeah, anyhow, right? Almost, uh, almost exclusively. So yeah. why did you get into estate planning? You know, the uh, bottom line is um, not wanting what happened to my family, you know, happened to future families. So we were unfortunate. Uh, two weeks before the bar exam, get that dreaded phone call that uh, my mom is in the hospital and she's not doing well. Surgeon tells us to look into in-home care options, assisted living, nursing home, hospice, and, of course, we didn't know any of the answers. We had no idea. And we asked the surgeon. Of course, he didn't know either. Went to two elder law attorneys uh, out here in the Pittsburgh area and uh, were charged $300 to meet with them. At the end of the hour, we didn't know anything. We still didn't have the answers, still didn't know anything further. But we're told, if you hire us today for the $15,000 plan, we'll roll the $300 consult fee over and... Isn't that cute? That's yeah. generous. How, how, how nice of them. I know, right? And we still had no answers. Didn't know what the $15,000 plan even was going to do. So I showed them, man. I went to another law firm. And guess what happened, man? <laughs> the exact same thing. So here we are now out 600 bucks. I still don't have the answers. I promised my family I would not let that happen. But you know what? When you're in your mid to late 20s, you got a JD, you got an LLM after your name, you got a CLA after your name. Dude, the only initials that you need are a J-O-B because you're broke. So I got a job and uh, <laughs> became one of them, as they say. And uh, 2008, I realized I was one of them when I shook a lady's hand walking out of the door. And guess what I said? Ma'am, that'll be $300. $300. I've seen if this. If you before. hire I've me been, today... I've... I'll roll it over. I've seen this game. I know how yeah. this is done. So that was it, man. I quit my job the next day and said I'm going to create an estate planning and elder law firm all through education, free. Let's educate them so what happened to my family will never happen again to a future family that I come in contact with. That's awesome. You know, and I think, like, we, we the estate planning world can be a small world sometimes, and you get to know other people that do this stuff. And, and uh, 
most people that get into the estate planning, particularly the elder law space, I think have been have have been burned once or have had an experience, and it's like no one was here to help us, right? That's exactly what happened with me. I mean, I started this law firm because my grandfather was an Alzheimer's patient, went through a pile of money in the nursing home, and it was like, why didn't anybody do anything here? You know, he had a lawyer, uh, but the lawyer didn't do anything about it. And and so that's you start looking around, and it's like, holy smokes, I could have done all of this work and saved a whole bunch of money, and he would have got the exact same care, and my grandmother wouldn't have gone broke or whatever. You know, and it just it seems to me that it's that a lot of us are sort of called to do this work based on bad experiences that we've had in our own families and whatnot. Now, you threw out there a whole bunch of letters that people don't. So, so hit me with what LLM means llm yeah so essentially it's a master's degree in and i got mine in taxation and in a certificate in estate planning from temple so significantly not maybe of great importance but uh i just say it's a master's in estate planning because of the certificate it's probably so it's like a explain. second law degree almost yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you said CELA. Now I don't have an LLM. You got you've got more, one more plaque on your wall. Yeah, than but I, I don't do have with, the MBA though. Yeah, there you go. But all right, so let's stop <laughs> with bragging about our letters, I guess. <laughs> Except that we, we will do one more. We're both certified elder law attorneys, which actually means something because when I started doing this stuff ten years ago, nobody was doing elder law, right? And so, like in our area where we started, nobody else was really doing this stuff. But then now you ride up and down the highway and you look at the signs on the side of the buildings or the billboards or the websites, and everybody's doing elder law. But to me, that means something different. So what does is, what is elder law mean to you? Yeah, so for me, elder law is asset protection. I don't really care how old you are. I don't care if you're you know, 25 years old and you're in a motorcycle accident and now you're going to end up spending some years needing long-term care. You know, Age really doesn't matter. I wish that they didn't call it elder law because I think people assume then that it only applies to the elderly, and that's just not the case. For me, it's it's asset protection regardless of what age you are. Good, good. And, you know, and, and, and it's also interesting that, like, with the elder law piece, we're often talking to people about public benefits, and we're talking to people about, you know, um, what uh, – what benefits can we get? And, and often that's needs-based. And so a very related thing is what's called special needs planning, which is which is very similar work for people with disabilities that are younger. Do you do, you do a bunch of that work in your office? Yeah, we do. We do a lot of the uh, special needs planning, whether it be planning now for someone who may be receiving benefits but has too much money or planning in the future for a family member who wants to provide for a family member with disabilities and wants to make sure that they can keep their benefits as well. So we do both. Right. So walk us through, just in your practice, the types of cases. Then I want to ask you a little bit more detailed question. So like exactly what types of cases do you guys like to handle? Uh, you know what? State planning uh, for anybody. So any age, that can be powers of attorney, wills, trust planning, anything that an individual may need, uh, the whole way up to asset protection planning with trusts and whether it be for tax purposes or asset protection purposes. And then, of course, we make sure that if someone dies, their estate is administered, the trust is administered. Uh, so we, everything from beginning to end, from cradle to grave, as far as estate planning and elder law specifically. And you also do estate administration, right? Yeah, estate administration, and we'll take care of the uh, trust administration on the back end as well. Uh, along with the special needs planning that you referenced earlier, uh, pretty much handling 
what you would expect, at least in my mind, uh, an estate planning and elder law firm. And I was I was chuckling earlier when you said you go up and down the highway and you see elder law all over the place and, you know, how many people say it. And then we see the work on the back end and uh, it didn't do what they said it was going to do or, you know, whatever. And so just just be careful when you're driving down the highway. Don't believe everything you see. There all you right? Go. There you go. All right. So speaking of mistakes, speaking of some of the things that we see in our practices that, like, in, in hindsight, the family wishes they could have redone or done differently. Like, give me a couple of things that you see that you think are sort of estate planning mistakes that you're seeing, and then and then maybe a solution what might have worked better. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest mistake is that people trust attorneys, and uh, that's <laughs> Wait, the hey, first mistake. I, I know. I know, right? <laughs> it goes back to that people holding themselves out. Be careful who you use. Um, every power of attorney needs to have specific language in it. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer or you're somebody who wants to go on the Internet or use uh, you know, an attorney that maybe helped you with a real estate settlement 15 years ago or a divorce, be very, very careful. Um, you know, We don't do anything other than estate planning and elder law. I happen to know that you don't either. The people who truly understand what they're doing specialize. They do this every day. They do it all day. So we get it all the time. People come in. Hey, we hear you can protect assets. Mom or dad is incapacitated. They can't do another power of attorney. But don't worry. We had one done six months ago, and we didn't use you because we saved $75, and now we can't help them. Now we can't they're protect lose the everything. house. Right. Right. Pennywise. Right. Um, let me uh, let me do this. So you run your practice, I, I know, a little bit like mine, where you like to do a bunch of education up front. So you do the workshops. We do the seminars. So... Um, I, I have been to your workshop. It's fantastic, and I want you to do a bit from it that, that I've seen before uh, because I think it's very helpful. But the, the um, So where, where would they find out? So, like, if, if people want to come to my workshop, if you're listening to this show and you're in the Pittsburgh area and you want to learn more about the things that we're talking about, go to my website. It's called secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And if you uh, go to the resources and workshops tab, you'll find all kind of information. We do the live workshops pretty much every other week. Uh, we do webinars if you're not comfortable coming into public spaces and, and groups of people and whatnot. Uh, you do them, too. Where can people – so you're, uh, tell people where your office is, how they can get a hold of you. Yep, so our main office is in New York, Pennsylvania. And literally, as we speak, we're negotiating a, a space in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So nice. both, uh, you know, out much further east uh, than we are here currently sure. in Pittsburgh. Uh, so York and Lancaster area, same as what Tim said. If you go to our website, BelomoAssociates.com, B-E-L-L-O-M-O, Associates.com, you can check out our website. We have all of our upcoming workshops. We do the same. We have live. We have uh, virtual as well, and we have on-demand as well. So uh, we can pretty much handle um, everything. Our workshops, we have a pre-planning workshops. We have crisis planning workshops. We have special needs planning workshops, uh, probate administration workshops, and trust administration workshops. So pretty much we can educate it's in like, every area. It's like Belomo University that's, out there. That's it's just classroom, 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 classroom. The, um, I, I like. I don't do all of those. We do an estate planning. We do a Medicaid. I, I like the idea of the estate administration. Someone comes to the Medicaid workshop, okay? Tell people what they're going to learn about there. Yeah, you know, so our, our Medicaid workshop is called the Nuts and Bolts of Medicaid. The first pretty much hour is going to be just an overview of the law, an overview of who the law firm is and what the law allows for us to do. And then the second hour, we're going to get really into details about 
what do you need for a Medicaid application? During the five-year look-back period, um, they're going to ask for statements of all of your bank accounts. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. What the heck? You know, let's break it down. Um, So we try to make it fun as much as that topic isn't fun, but we want to teach you what the process looks like, how long it will take, and to set realistic expectations of the process itself. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, that is an extremely confusing time. You know, you got the nursing home telling you this, you got the internet telling you that you got your neighbor across the fence telling you, you can do this or you can't do that. Everybody's got an opinion. Nobody really knows what they're doing. And unfortunately uh, the admission to a nursing home is a legal problem. I wish our healthcare system wasn't such that if I need a nursing home, I need a lawyer, but you should treat a nursing home admission like you've been sued. If anybody else was coming after you for $130,000 a year, you'd probably look for help. But but in the nursing home situation, when people go in, it's been my experience anyhow, that people tend to freeze up, right? Because there's there's often this guilt about, I didn't really want to put dad in the nursing home in the first place. I don't really want to talk about my money. We're not used to talking about my money. It's always been private our whole lives. Why am I going to start ta- telling strangers how much money I have? And then And then so people just like lock up and just start writing these checks when – you and I know there are some things that we could do to 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 help. Yeah, and you know the the admissions director, the social worker, whoever is meeting that family, I, I believe in my heart that they're well intentioned and that they're doing the right thing. But I think everything is so overwhelming and it's so stressful, and the the guilt that you mentioned, and all of a sudden you start throwing paperwork in front of people, and they don't make good decisions and. It's not their fault necessarily, but to slow down that process and get advice. And just to make a point real clearly, because I know you feel the same way, the nursing home is not the problem. No. Mm-mm. The nursing home is trying to be helpful. Absolutely. It's full of people that went into that industry because they wanted to help people. Yeah, right? 100%. The problem is that we've got this crazy government rule book that makes you go broke if you have Alzheimer's disease. Because, you know, if somebody – we're picking winners and losers. Our government system picks winners and losers – in your senior years based on the eventual health care event that you will have, which is entirely outside of your control. So, like, if a fellow walked into the office here today and had a heart attack, right, over 65, we get him an ambulance, we get him in the hospital. Three days later, you know, they've done open-heart surgery, pacemaker, he has a short rehab stay, comes home. Now, that stinks that he went through all of that. But from a financial standpoint, Medicare pays for that. Coinsurance co-pays, yes, but Medicare is doing the heavy lifting. Yep. Same fellow walks in, has a stroke get him in the ambulance, get him in the hospital. Three days later, he's going to a nursing home. Medicare pays for 20 days, maybe up to 100 days, depending on how it's going, after which you're on your own at $350 a day. So why are we, why are we penalizing the people as a, you know, and I, don't, I know you don't have an answer to this question, <laughs> but why are we penalizing people based on the health care event that they will have that is entirely outside of their control? Because based on what I read, the things that cause heart attacks cause strokes. Right. Right. But one guy is financially secure. One guy's wife's in trouble. And it just doesn't make any darn sense. And, and like when when this is I think this is why we both care so much about doing the education, because once you explain that to people, it's like, yeah, OK, yeah, I get I've got to take care. I've got to take some steps to protect my stuff, to protect my spouse, because I might be the guy that has the stroke. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the reason is because they didn't ask us when they were making the laws. That's the reason. Oh, well, they didn't come. To I us. don't want them to ask me about making laws. <laughs> no, me yeah, I, 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 one family at a time is just just fine by me. Um, all right. So I've been to your workshop. Yep. I want you to tell me uh, and, and you call it the three lands workshop. Right. 
So explain to people what you mean by the three lands, because this is this is really interesting. Because well, I'm just going to let you take it from there. Yeah. So and as you know, I years ago traveled the country teaching lawyers, and they are the hardest, in my opinion, the hardest group of people to teach because they know everything. They don't need to be told anything, and and just ask them. They're smarter than you. So I remember being in front of the room one day teaching everything we teach in our workshops today. So we, we were teaching to lawyers what we teach to consumers. And there was a lawyer in the room that was heckling me for about an hour and a half. And on the spot, I just thought to myself, I have to come up with a different way to teach it because he's not hearing me. And I came up with this three lands concept. So if you could visualize for a second, I'm in the far left-hand corner of the room waving my arms like a bad man. All right. That land would be tax land, T-A-X-L-A-N-D. Now I'm going to go to the middle of the room, and I'm going to wave my arms like a crazy man again. That's going to be long-term care land. And then I'm going to go to the far right-hand side of the room, and I'm going to be in a state planning land. And I'm going to ask everybody, all right, what did you notice about those three lands? And when we're live in a workshop room, everybody says they were separate. They were far apart. They were distinct. Exactly. So we have tax land, long-term care land, and estate planning land. In estate planning land, our definition is I want to control my property while I'm alive and well. Control is the key there, okay? If anybody listening wants to give up control, my last name's Belomo. That's B as in boy, <laughs> I'm joking. All right, fair enough. So we want to control our property while we're alive and well. Plan for me and my loved one if I became disabled. All right, so in estate planning, control, planning for disability. In the old days, man, we lived and we died. Now we live, we can replace knees, hips, elbows, shoulders. The one thing we can't replace is the brain. And we want to make sure we get this stuff in place before we have that disability. All right, now if I go to the far left-hand corner of the room and I'm in tax land, real simple, right? You can give away... $15,000 a year to any loved one that you want tax-free. In addition to that, you can give away $11.7 million currently, plus your spouse can do the same. So suffice it to say, at $23.4 million, most of my clients can give away anything they want. But here's the problem. A gift is non-take-a-backable. All right. So one more time for effect. Give me a little bit more. Non-take-a-backable. If I were good enough at the radio, I'd hit that with like a thing. You just did it. You just did it, right? So, and it's it's so important because everybody's told, well, you can give it away. It's not. It's tax-free. There's no gift tax. That's one consideration, right? But if you give it away, all right. Now envision me on a horse riding to the far right-hand corner of the room. How well do you control it? And what's the answer? You don't. don't. Non-take-a-backable. I'm in estate planning land. We just got done saying I want to control my property. I can't control it. Now, I'm in long-term care land, so I'm back. Which year law school do they teach you the word non-take-a-backable? Because I I must have been absent that day. I'm not. You know, (laughs) that was the only thing I learned in law school, so I don't know where I learned it. Or maybe I made it up. I don't know. know, No, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. So so I'm in long-term care land, and I had the stroke. Right. So here I am. I was the unlucky one. I didn't have the heart attack. I had the stroke. And now I've got this long-term care bill uh, to the tune of ten dollars to $12,000 a month that i got to cover. And I'll tell you what, man, Pennsylvania, very, very favorable. You know, we're able to protect assets in crisis for a spouse. So if you or a loved one is needing nursing home care, 
you know, and you're in the Pittsburgh area, give Tim a call because we are able to protect up to 100% of the assets for the spouse, 50% for other individuals. But you know what the government says first? Well, now, wait a minute. Let's hop back over and look back five years. And what are we looking for? Anyone want to take a guess? What did we give away? Well, wait a minute. I was allowed to give gifts. The IRS said I should give away $15,000. So did my advisor. So did my attorney. Well, yeah, you can. And there's no questions you can do in tax land. Give that away. Now, I'm going to hop slowly over to long-term care land, and I'm going to say, but wait a minute. That overweight, curly-haired attorney, you know, Jeff, he said that we could give that money away. I was there. I remember him telling us that. Yes, he did. But we're not in tax land anymore, Toto. We're in long-term care land. So the rules are different. So the reason that I created the workshop that I do and I teach it the way I do, I was never smart enough for physics. I never got to take that class. But what I understand the point is, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I look at estate planning and elder law as the same way. For us, the, the question everybody wants to know is, should I put my kid's name on the house? Can I give it to the kids? Can I give it to the kids? Can I add them as a joint owner? By having the three lands workshop, I can walk through the answer in every land. Now, I'm not going to be able to give them the answer. You know why? Because it depends on how the facts play out. That's right. Right? But I can certainly walk you through each land and tell you, here's the consequence. Here's the upside. Here's the downside. Here's what you have to be careful of. And nobody ever looks at it from three different perspectives. Yeah, it's good. It's good that you bring. Like, I, I love the three lands because it's it, it, what we're essentially saying is the government's left hand doesn't know what the government's right hand is no doing, right? And of course, like anybody listening to this is like, duh, you know, no surprise there. But from a tax standpoint, everybody knows this fifteen thousand dollar thing, which frankly hasn't mattered since the last Bush was in office. But but everybody knows fifteen thousand dollars. But the nursing home doesn't care what the IRS says, or oh. Medicaid doesn't care what the IRS says. You can't give any money away. Right. You know, I uh, I have this joke when I'm trying to explain these, the same concept to my clients, and I, it's it's the story about the the guys at McDonald's. So, like, picture yourself going into a McDonald's at seven o'clock in the morning. Right. right? You can smell the coffee and the hash browns. Right. You know the little table, little old fellow sitting in the corner. Yep. You know those guys. Oh yeah. Hiding from their wives, drinking a cheap coffee, whatever. What those guys are talking about every Tuesday morning is giving their house to their kids. Oh, yeah. That's all they talk about. You know, you can picture it. My guy says I should give my house to my kid. You can't do that. Your kid's a bum, right? Like that conversation. Why are they giving their house to their kid? And the answer is there's two reasons. One, the nursing home. Okay, fine. That can work in in your long-term care land. That can work. And the other is taxes. But when they say taxes... There's at least four taxes that now apply, right? right. We got to think about gift tax. We got to think about realty transfer tax. We got to think about capital gains tax. We got to think about um, income tax. We got to think about all of these different things, and but taxes, uh, federal estate tax, right? So, so here's the thing. My experience has been, from a long-term care standing planning standpoint, you don't have to give up control. You don't have to give up control. Right. There's other ways that we can do that with trusts and whatnot. You can protect assets without giving up control. From a tax standpoint, for most middle-class families, it has been my experience that the best tax solution is to leave it alone. Yes. Because we got this thing called stepped-up capital gains, and we, you know, we don't have time. We only got a couple of minutes left. But they think, the, the fellows at McDonald's think they're avoiding the big federal 40% death tax because when their parents passed away and they were dealing with this the last time, 30 years ago, 
people were dealing with the federal estate tax because we didn't have $11 million lifetime exemptions, right? So now the only tax they're saving is Pennsylvania inheritance tax, which hits at a whopping 4.5% most of the time. But they're losing – they're making an 18% capital gains tax mistake, right? right? Why? Because they're getting their legal advice from the boys at McDonald's. And, and, you know, it just – I I use this as a – I like your physics thing, right? Your physics thing is – you, you can do this action, and it might accomplish this purpose, yep. but it will have negative consequences over here, and our job seems to be to help them hit all the goals at once, right? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like with these laws sometimes I feel like I'm trying to shoot an arrow down a hallway f- filled with balloons and get it to the end of the hallway without hitting the balloons. Like, I don't want to hit the capital gains balloon. I don't want to hit the federal estate tax balloon. I don't want to hit the Medicaid balloon, but I want to hit the target at the end of the thing. And estate planning shouldn't be that darn complicated, but that's kind of how it is. It right? is, absolutely. And that's, that's why we got to do all this education up front. So um, we got about a minute left. Give people your uh, contact information again. Sure. So www.belomoassociates.com. B-E-L-L-O-M-O-A-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-E-S.com. And the phone number is 717-845-5390. And when I'm in York, Pennsylvania, and I need an elder law attorney, I call Jeff. Um, You're listening to Life and Legacy Show. My name is Tim Seckler from the Seckler Law Firm. Our headquarters is in Cranberry Township. You can find out more information if you're on the west side, it's, uh, western side of the state at secklerlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Uh, and you can schedule the workshops. Give us a call at 724-841-1393. Any last words of wisdom? Yeah, get, get good advice. Get educated. I don't care where you're at. Just get educated. Uh, think about all possibilities and just be aware of everything. And don't trust everybody you talk to. There you go. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you right here next week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.